got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. What is up, everybody? Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to Coffee and Crypto Live, the best show on all of YouTube. Not even crypto related. It's just the best show on all of YouTube. And that is my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. I am T.A. Tim, a.k.a. Just Tim, a.k.a. Nine Touchdown Tim, a.k.a. Kinda Crypto Tim, a.k.a. Non Crypto Tim. If there's any other names out there, Crypto Beard, a.k.a. Crypto Beard. I am super excited to be hosting the show this morning and all of this week. We have a lot of stuff set up for you guys. We're going to be jumping into technicals today. We're going to be looking at the news and discussing, is there a potential chance that Bitcoin is going down to 33000 Or maybe are we already seeing the bottom and it's going back up? We're going to discuss all of that and more. But first, I want to introduce my lovely, amazing, eccentric, all the other words that we can throw out there co-host starting with old smain old aka what are your other akas may uh i just go by the one and only smay i also go by the one and only turtle king and but turtle king is more of a designation rather than a name but i'd like to take this opportunity <clears throat> to say i'm wearing earbuds instead of headphones um and this actually reveals something very important that you guys probably never even noticed about me that i have I have little earrings. But anyways, I would like to say something. Not only do I feel good, I look good. I also am very strong. Come on. I got to set a new squat PR. I told you guys about my squat PR a little bit ago. But I set a new one last night. I did 245. So I'm very excited about that. Come on. Um, So, oh. What just happened? Stream. Okay, the stream lagged for a second. I thought it went out. But uh, but all that to say, I'm very attractive. I'm very happy. We're all happy. Um, and I'd like to take that moment as in my happiness to now say all these green names because it makes me even more happy. And I love compounding happiness on happiness, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, let's go start with, uh, we got Crypto Set Guy. We got Jeremy Shorter. We got JoJo. We got Crypto Alchemist. We got Adam Rourke. We got Crypto Alchemist again. We got Christo- We got Christopher, or Crypto, Cryptoffer. Yeah, reading got, names is fun. We got it? the Bitcoinologist. We got yeah, Siobhan Golay. We got Ricardo Vinegas. We got Brad Geidel. We got Bitcoinologist again. We got CryptoSec guy again. We got Siobhan Golay again. We got April Sue. We got, oh, man, I'm starting to see repeats now, but you guys, I love you guys, all of you, all of you. <laughs> ah, I love you guys so much. All right, back to you, Tim. Yeah, well, we're also joined by Kelly Kellum. And I want Kelly, if you have any other names that people know you by, let us know. But Kelly is joining us all the way from Japan. Kelly, first of all, how is Japan? Second of all, what are your other names? And third, what are the stories we're covering today that people need to be staying tuned for to make sure they hear all about? Konnichiwa. Oh, sashibari desu. Otashiwa, Kelly. And I am here from Tokyo, and I've got my rice ball. Yes, that's a rice ball that I'm going to eat while we're watching, uh, doing the stream today instead of having coffee. I'm here spending time with my with my wife's family and uh, yeah, streaming all the way from Tokyo. But we got a number of things uh, coming up today uh, with some really uh, positive bullish statements from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, from Steve Wozniak. Uh, we got some, uh, some really good information, some data showing some whale 
whale activity, uh, maybe they're ready to pounce on some price action if it if it gets to that point that they want, which may be a reason why we we think the price could retreat just a little more. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of really great things today. We're also going to update a little bit about Ripple and uh, Phantom and uh, uh, just general happenings around the chain. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, super jet lagged. I had to take about a three or four hour nap before I hopped on because it is 10.33 p.m. here. So Oof. I'm finishing my day as, as you all are starting it. Uh, and I just can't wait to get this going. So konnichiwa and let's do this. Yeah. Let us know. Is anyone else watching this show from Japan? Put a... What number should they put in chat? We'll put a seven. Put a seven put in a chat seven. if you are watching from Japan. Or actually, if you're watching from anywhere in Asia, let us know. We love you guys. But we have a great show lined up for you guys today. Other than just talking about the stories that Kelly just mentioned, we're going to do some price analysis on Bitcoin. We're going to look at the market cap, the market here in just a second. But go ahead, and if you have not already, hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Today is brought to you by iTrust Capital. You guys, if you want to invest for your future, you're going to want to at least reach out to them and see what they have to offer for you. They are actually preparing the way for crypto to make you money in your retirement. Make sure you go check them out today. But let's go ahead can and I, go. You can I, I just, I just, I just want to say something because I think it's funny. Somebody called me out for having this rice ball from 7-Eleven yeah. uh, saying that they don't think I'm in Tokyo because of 7-Eleven. But here's the funny thing about Asia. It's not just Japan. It's Thailand. It's all over uh, Southeast Asia as well. 7 You don't understand how big 7-Eleven is here. It's almost every other block. Uh, and not only that, it's 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 almost it makes me sad to be an American because even at the 7-Eleven, I mean, the food, it's like going to a restaurant. You can get these just little everything from rice balls to ramen bowls to Hmm. little karage fried chicken. Uh, so yeah, I'm definitely here in Tokyo. And you know, what's funny also is that uh, another member of our team, Zach, uh, is also, also in Asia Thailand. right now. Also, he's yeah. visiting his family in uh, in Thailand. So uh, yeah, we're trying to uh, stay as worldly as possible and bring you all the news we can from around the globe. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump onto CoinMarketCap. We're going to look at the market real quick before jumping into our Bitcoin price analysis. So first of all, Bitcoin in the last 24 hours is up 0.72%. Nothing really that fancy, but on the last seven days, the good news is we're only down 0.24%. So as a whole, this whole first week for Bitcoin and a lot of the crypto market has been turtly, right? What I mean by that, turtle market moving sideways, slightly down, but sideways. That's really good. We got Ethereum sitting around the same levels, only a little bit more down on the seven-day chart, down 2%. We have coins like uh, Terra Luna and Cardano, they're sitting here. Luna's had a great last seven days. Even though they're down 1.49 today, the last seven days, they are up 9%. Cardano down 5% in the last seven days. So as a whole, again, as I said, a kind of a sideways movement. But let's go ahead and look at what have been some of the biggest movers over the last 24 hours. Waves. Now, this is a coin that we've actually seen growing a lot recently. As you guys can see right there, seven-day forecast, 64% up. Waves has been the leader. Actually, I've seen it now two or three days in the last couple weeks. So Waves, that's a project we definitely should be looking more into. Kelly, do you know anything about Waves? Is there anything you can let people know before uh, we move on? Well, I do know many years ago, right after high school, I moved to Hawaii and I used to surf on go. waves. But yeah. uh, as it relates to crypto, no, I'm not I'm not too familiar, too familiar with that project, but I know it has been 
Did that, he, that, that is one, waves lately. It is definitely one that we need to look more into. Another one that's really interesting right here is Phantom. So Phantom is up in the last 24 hours 4%. However, there is news coming out of Phantom that one of their key uh, developers is leaving not only the project, but crypto, or at least DeFi as a whole. So that's something, I don't know if today's show get, dives into that, but that was a really interesting read this morning. You can learn more about that. But let's look at some of our biggest losers in the last 24 hours. Convex Finance is down 6 point, uh, 6%. Anchor Protocol, which was one of the bigger gainers last week, is down 6%. And near and dear to my heart, Chili's. Chili's is down almost 4%. That's so sad. Moment of silence for Chili's. Anyway, Bitcoin is what we're talking about, though, today, because as a whole, it really looks like the entire market is moving in the direction of whatever Bitcoin decides, it looks like the rest of the market goes. Before I jump into TA, Smay, do you have anything you want to say to the people about Bitcoin price uh, before we jump on the charts? The Bitcoin price is volatile. Astute. And I will say this about Bitcoin volatileness. Volatile. That it's not volatile enough to not still be in the turtle market. Thank you. Good take. Good take. Good take. Well, I'm going to start out here on the daily chart with Bitcoin. And so this is something I've been interacting with a couple of people on Twitter. In case you're wondering where you can find me on Twitter, it's at Tim's TA. I forgot for a second because it used to be different. At Tim's TA, you can, you can go and follow me. I try to interact with many people as possible. But uh, a lot of people have been reaching out and, and they have a lot of questions about what the price is doing next. And we're going to discuss all of that. Smay's going to give his take. Kelly's going to give his take. But looking at just the charts alone, this is the significant line that has continued to hold. And you're going to see it kind of did it just perfectly. We are at the moment kind of working inside an ascending triangle. Now, ascending triangles, in case you're wondering why we're in one, is where we have a flat level of resistance. And again, even though it's not the perfect, you know, the can we have candle wicks up higher, we have candle bodies a little lower, there's a zone, a flat zone sitting right there around 44,300 that has been holding as a top level resistance, but our support line is moving to the upside. So this is what makes us an ascending triangle. Long term, this is bullish. The question is, will we actually use it for that because in case you guys have been watching and learning TA and seeing the charts move over the last couple of weeks, not always do bullish and bearish formations break the way they should. We're kind of in a season right now of a lot of manipulation, a lot of chaos, a lot of sideways turtle action, but as it stands right now, nothing has changed. We are still setting these higher lows and informing this ascending triangle. Where is that low right here? It's at around 38,300. Now we did have a wick come down into this zone. And if you guys are wondering what this zone is right here, this blue box, this is a box I drew last week. I also drew this one. These are the two different levels that I was watching. Could we hold, first of all, this level around 40,000? And then if we broke through, could we hold this level of around 37? The wick came down, touched in that box, but on the daily chart, closed back above that sending level of support. So right now, that does give me a little bit of hope that we are continuing to set higher lows and the flat level of the tops. However, that is solely on the daily chart. When we move down to the four-hourly chart, uh, we're seeing a little bit different story, and I'm going to show you guys. The reason I have this box drawn right here, around 39.5 area, that zone, is because when we go to our RSI on the four hourly chart, I have some major concerns. Look at how high the RSI has risen during this pump, but look at these peaks compared to the price action. When I'm looking at that price, and I'll zoom in just a little bit so you guys can see it a little more clearly, when I'm looking at this price, the candle bodies are closing right around 39,400. We have some wicks going as high as 39.6, but as a whole, this zone is a zone that was the last little peak on the four hourly slash hourly chart, and look at how low the RSI levels are compared 
compared to the price action right now with the RSI action. Now, this candle's not closed. I want to see this candle close, and I actually want to see the, the way I'll know if there's a rejection and a peak is when I see some red candles start to come back down. So until I see red candles, it's not over. However, this is not a comforting sign to me right now to see this RSI be this high, but the price stay that low. That looks like classic fake out setup for bearish RSI divergence. And it gets kind of the same when we look at the hourly chart and the RSI. Again, look at how high the RSI is compared to the price action and the lower peaks on the RSI. That's why I have this zone right here again, somewhere between 39.4 and 39.6. I am watching slash expecting a rejection. This is possible to break out of it. We have seen Bitcoin price change its tune, but right now the RSI is not the most comforting. And it gets a little bit worse when we pull up our Bollinger Bands. Now again, Bollinger Bands are not perfect. There's sometimes we end up going way overextended, but at the moment on the hourly chart, we are sitting very, very close to being overextended or overbought. And where would that price put us? Right there in that zone. So this is something that's not necessarily the most comforting. When I go to the four hourly chart, we're sitting right at the 24 hourly SMA. That is a rejection zone. Even though it's not the peak, the peak of the Bollinger Band says we could get back up over 40,000. But that 20 SMA, that middle point between the Bollinger Bands is pretty key. We actually use that quite frequently, both as support and resistance. So it's not said and done just yet, but look at how clean that is where our price action is right now with the candle body close at the moment, sitting right at that 20 SMA. Now, when we go out to the daily chart, it gives us a little bit more hope. Again, right now, it looks like the daily chart is giving us a lot of hope versus the four hourly and the hourly. Why is that not loading? There we go. We have a lot of wiggle room going on in the daily chart. Uh, uh, now, both to the upside and the downside. At the moment, we're turning green. So could we get maybe as high as 39,40,000 before rejection or potentially maybe even rally all the way back up to 44,000? This is something we want to keep an eye on. I'm going to throw it to Kelly here in just a second to get his take. But I want to be honest with you guys. The title of this video, Will We Hit 33K? We have been moving sideways up and down, up and down for the last couple of weeks. And right as we're certain that the price could go lower than this daily close of 35,000, the market market gets sprung with hope and we start to go to the upside and everyone's like, oh, the 33 is gone. I'm in that camp as well. I have definitely said, okay, guys, I was wrong. We're not going to go down and close a daily candle at 33. Uh, and then the mark that we're looking for at 46,000, we cannot get a close or even a wick to go above that level. So where I stand at the moment, just so you guys know my opinion, until I see a daily close above 46,000, I believe that 33,000 is for sure in the cards, if not potentially a little lower. Now there are some people calling for 10, $20,000 price. I do not see anything on the charts necessarily calling for that, but I do see things happening that make me believe that 33,000 potentially is going to be uh, at least a part of the bottom. And what that would do is set up our bullish RSI divergence that I've been talking about ever since back here at the end of January. We Our lowest close at the moment during this downturn is at 35,000. If we close a daily candle lower than 35 and start hitting that 34 to $33,000 region, but the RSI stays above this point right here at 19, we will set up daily bullish RSI divergence, which has always, always, always shown us a reversal of trend. End, every single major bull and bear market had a daily bullish or bearish RSI divergence. So that's my take. That's the potential I'm seeing here. I know that isn't the clarification and the certainty that everyone wants, but unfortunately, we're sitting in a season of uncertainty. I want to throw it to Smay, first of all, and get his take before I throw it to Kelly and let him examine yeah, his charts. I just want to, guys, leave it. I'm, I'm leaving it on yeah. your chart, okay? I want you to go ahead and drop. This is perfect. Now, 
I'm being somewhat silly about this, but tell me that's not a perfect turtle pattern. Go ahead and get your drawy thing going. Get my drawy thing going. Get your drawy thing going, and tell me that's not a perfect turtle. Well, we got a we got a turtle shell right here. Boom, and then the head. And look at that. Well, that's a weirdly shaped head for a turtle. No, no, no. See, look at that. That's it's perfect. Snap, it, it's a snapping turtle. That's snapping perfect. Turtle. That is a perfect. And, a, and look at the wicks. Look at the wicks. Those are his legs. Little legs. Look at the little legs. <laughs> He's got his guys. Legs out. That is literally a perfect. And his tail's coming up. That is really a perfect. Turtle pattern. I just so, made a real mess so, of my chart. That's so going to take me a second just to clean up. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll go off the chart for a second. <laughs> guys. I wanna, yeah, we're going to have fun today, This guys. is perfect. So here's the thing about this. <laughs> guys, things are going to continue to, uh, even like if we're following that 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 tram, that um, 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 uh, ascending triangle, is that what it is? Ascending triangle, yeah. Ascending triangle. We're just going to be, we're going to be trading within that for a little bit. So guys, I, yeah. it, we're, I, I mean, I'm joking about the pattern, but I'm being serious in the fact that this is, we're primed to at least travel yeah. this ascending, uh, this ascending uh, uh, triangle, and it's probably going to be moving sideways for a little bit, or sideways and up a little bit. So, well, if um, anyone's wondering, because I, I, even though I talked about the ascending triangle, but I'm sure there's a lot of people watching here who do not uh, follow technical analysis, don't know what we're talking about. An ascending triangle, and I'm going to throw it to Kelly here in just a second. If played out correctly, would probably look something like this. It would not be surprising if we saw the price action actually come up at some point and touch again at this level around 44400 but then come back down, setting a new higher low, and bounce back here. And at some point before this peak, it will break. Now... Again, as I said, formations have not been reliable. There's actually a good chance at the moment, the way we've seen formations break in the wrong direction, you could make a prediction that this is going to give us a fake out to where instead of bouncing that way, it's going to come up, give us a little sign of hope, and then come and break down. But as it stands right now, what I'm more concerned about is being rejected on this blue level right here and actually being rejected and breaking down right here. Now, there's a lot still before that happens. Bitcoin, if we know anything, is that it's not going to do what we think it's going to do. Uh, it, it likes to fake us out. It likes to give us hope and then take that hope away. It likes to fud us out and then give us hope. Kelly, what are your thoughts about what you're seeing right now on Bitcoin's chart? Well, as I give uh, Smey an opportunity to enable screen sharing, I'm going to show you go. this uh, Japanese yen, uh, further proof that I'm actually in uh, Tokyo. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you about what you're saying about the, the price action. Is it actually something I was going to point out, which is, uh, which is, I'm pulling it up right here. Uh, so let's see, let me get my little brush. Is exactly as you said, coming up here, doing something and then faking out, uh, getting a, a bit more capitulation and then, you know, shooting back up to the top, uh, you know, to, for a proper bullish breakout. But, uh, the thing I want to show here is, uh, uh, let me do this. Boom, boom. There we go. Uh, so I'm here on the 10 hour chart looking at market cipher. And what I wanted to point out here is see this, basically this trend line right here with, uh, this is the momentum. We got a big green dot and then we're getting consecutive smaller dots. So basically anchor waves, trigger, trigger, trigger. And this money flow has actually come down further than I would have expected. But the VWAP, you can see it's a very, very sharp, uh, angled VWAP coming back. It, it is cooling off a bit, but these RSI lines are very tight 
bite on each other, showing a bit more consistency in the market than we've seen in past drops where uh, the the price, these two different RSI lines have quite a bit of divergence in them. Uh, going down to the four hour, uh, the same similar sort of scenario. The VWAP is looking very questionable as it's very sharp up, come back down. Now it's back up. Uh, but exactly what you said in terms of this ascending triangle, uh, we did. And I think I showed this other day with the Ichimoku cloud. Let me let that populate here for a second. There we go. Uh, we did break down uh, below this support that we were talking about. So now we have a bit of resistance above in the Ichimoku cloud. Uh, but I'm not I'm not seeing this as something that's going to be super resistant to where this is probably I, I think more than likely we are going to come back up, as you said, touch just another time. I really think we'll get a fake out and then uh, go to the go to the bullish uh, side of things. However, with all that being said, I think uh, we're going to see we're going to see a little bit more clearer picture when we dive into the news here in a few minutes. Yeah. And you go back to my chart. This is something I I want to remind people the another reason why because i saw it in chat I'm, I'm watching chat and you guys are saying you know like hey tim is there a chance that the black swan event actually happens absolutely there's a chance but unfortunately at the moment uh, there's a lot of things that are there is almost just as good of a case that says that the price is about to go up as it says the price is going to go down and so until we actually see things come into the market and we see things happen in the way that says hey the price is going to drop below twenty eight thousand dollars and start hitting closer to that twenty thousand or ten thousand dollar region we cannot just assume and go ahead and predict that that's going to happen. Right now, the hope on the long time frames that we're looking at right now, and that's why I have Smayback on my chart, is the weekly chart. Look at what we're setting up right now. We are clearly still setting up and have not changed from bullish, hidden bullish RSI divergence, where the RSI clearly is going down. Oh, I'm moving the chart, not the setting our lines. The RSI is clearly going down, but the price is still going up. That has not changed. We also know, I talked to Kelly about it this morning, there is still an outflowing of money from exchanges, not an inflowing. We do not see people ready, ready to dump. We see people continuing to move their money off of exchanges. And there's a lot of reasons why. But one of the things that that does when you move your money off the exchange is you are saying, I am holding, I'm in this for the long term. At the moment, I don't believe there's enough to actually send us down to $20,000. Barring we see a massive inflow onto exchanges. We see a massive uh, intake from institutions, whales, and retail investors saying that they do not have confidence in the market. And despite the low fear right now on the fear and greed index, we're seeing people's actions speak louder than their words. And what they're preparing for is a hunkering down saying, I'm not selling. And we're doing all the, tell, the, the signs of a bull market about to start, including some of the stories we're going to talk about, institutions growing their interest, not losing interest in the Bitcoin market. But that's all I have for, you know, Kelly, I'm going to throw it back to you here in a second. That's all I have uh, for what this analysis is right now. I know a lot of people are living right now in an uncertain mode, and that's completely understandable. The fact is right now, you should be living in an, an uncertain mode. You, this is not a time I would say to be buying or selling. If you're DCAing, if you're hodling, if you're just doing the constant, I'm going by the method time in the market beats time in the market, continue as normal. If the price goes up, continue as normal. If the price goes down, continue as normal. What I'm really talking to is people who are either traders or people who are trying to make wise entry positions. And they're asking, when is the top? When is the bottom? We are sitting in a massive season of the unknown. And again, there's likelihoods. One of the reasons we look at the charts and we analyze all this stuff is try to trying to increase our probability of being correct. But again, I've compared before analysis, especially technical analysis, to being able to count cards if you were playing blackjack, right? Well, guess what happens? Sometimes when the deck gets reshuffled, it is really hard to make predictions. And what I think we're going through right now is kind of a season where there's a lot of cards in that stack. It's really hard to make some probabilities. The best thing to do 
is to sit, be patient, to watch, to learn, to continue to educate yourself. And then when the cards start to show and the probabilities start to grow higher, that's when you pounce and you make money. That's what the institutions do. That's what the whales do. That's what patient people do. And if retail investors can learn to do the same, they're going to stand to benefit very much so in the long run. But Kelly, what are your thoughts there? Well, I mean, I just want to sort of echo what you're saying. And I want to point something out. My dad actually texted me a second ago and he's talking about, you know, basically questioning this idea of how uh, current, you know, in the last, I would say four months, it's been very hard to make very, very accurate price predictions. And that's primarily because of the type of trend we're in. We're in an undefined trend and I'm showing right now, as you see here, uh, we, we were in this downtrend. And we're having these uh, lower lows, lower, 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 low. But right here, we just finally got a low and then a higher low. And we're still we're still in that sort of setup. But because we have all these different essential, uh, essentially uh, resistances above us at all these different points, uh, it's very hard, especially coming out of a downtrend. We're in the midst of really trying to turn the market around and have a trend reversal. Uh, but because things are unsure, everything going on geopolitically, everything going on, yeah. everybody's still trying to determine, are we in a four-year trend? Did we already peak? Is it going to go down? Are we actually going to still have a rally from here? That coupled with all the news uh, is making it very hard for, uh, you know, although this, you know, for instance, the W pattern that we're in should, it should quote unquote have broken out. But here's the thing about Bitcoin price. It never should do anything. It's going to do what it's going to do. And sometimes when we say it could go up, it could go down. That's the truth always, especially right now when we're uh, in an undetermined, we're in an undetermined sort of trend setup in terms of have we really fully broken broken uh, broken this trend and reversed it to go back to the upside until we are actually in an uptrend it's hard to take price prediction uh, basically breakout patterns where you have your target whether it's inverse head and shoulders or in this case an ascending yeah. uh, triangle uh right now you have to play everything very very carefully uh, if you are if you are trading you want to set, set very tight stop losses and be okay with getting stopped out rather mm. than losing money true uh, I'd, I'd rather get stopped out six times and then have a really good trade versus just letting it ride every time and it going further and further down and basically losing money uh, on your investment or losing money on your trade. So right now we're just waiting for Bitcoin and the markets to show a little bit of conviction in the, the trend, trend direction that it's in for us to make more confident and accurate price predictions. Yeah. Well, last thing I'll say before we move into some super chats and interact with you guys as a whole is we also are seeing some news articles coming out more fuddy. We see the fear and greed index going lower. A lot of those are usually signs of the reversal coming soon. Again, barring a massive black swan event, which I would make the argument if there was a black swan event coming, would it not have come already? But that's we'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, there's still a lot of bullish signs, a lot of reasons to believe that Bitcoin is strong. It just doesn't deny the fact that there might be one more dip and it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But let's go ahead and go to some super chats. I'm going to read them today. I'm serving as both uh, the, you know, the host and the uh, questionnaire. But uh, Ryan Neese uh, commented saying, finally started CT2A. Much love. That's awesome, Ryan. And those of you who don't know what he's talking about, CT2A is a course that teaches technical analysis. Jeb created it back four years, five years, no, not four years ago, three, four or three years ago. And I'm telling you right now, it is one of the most phenomenal courses. Even CryptoVet, 
Loved having him on the show last week. Look forward to maybe having him on very soon again. He talked about how he's like, man, I've gone through a lot of courses, and, a, and that was probably the best one I'd ever gone through. Jeb did a phenomenal, phenomenal job setting that up. If you're wondering what that is, go click on the link in the description down below. Uh, it's how I learned, and those of you who have been following this show for a while, you know how far I've come in my technical analysis. You don't want to miss it. Ryan, I am... Uh, I'm rooting for you, buddy. Let me know if there's anything we can do to help you. Lucas Jaskowski said, have you, ever heard of, have you ever heard about the black swan? And is it possible by looking at the last months of cryptocurrency market? So, you know, when he says the black swan, I don't know exactly why he, mean, why he said the black swan. Black swan events, Kelly, I want to let you go into a little more detail, but it's pretty much when something crazy happens in the market that kind of throws off all the analysis that's been going on. But Kelly, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, I mean, you nailed it. Essentially what a black swan event, it doesn't necessarily mean it's just a bad event. It's something that com is completely uh, unpredictable. Like for instance, when we had the the global flu, uh, the, you know, as we call it on this channel, uh, back in March, 2020, that was something that little, uh, came out of left field. When we have the CPI numbers come out, I think in three days, uh, and then the FOMC meeting, uh, uh, Federal Open Market Committee uh, meeting that they're gonna have about the rate increase next week, while that may negatively affect the market, that's not considered a black swan because it's something that is essentially scheduled, right? So mm. regardless of it being good or bad, that that's not necessarily a black swan black swan the war in russia uh you know going everything going on with russia and ukraine that that is on the it's on the verge of being a black swan but it's not quite uh just because it, this is something that has been building for a long time so every time news comes out about it uh there's i don't want to say it's priced in but that's that's in the consideration of traders as they're making their way it's it's when something happens completely out of left field uh and it drives the market you know massive, massive dump, not only in Bitcoin, but across, uh, uh, you know, multiple markets. Um, uh, so I think right now, it, it, this is all just in full context with what we were just speaking about with the TA and that the market is, is already in a very uncertain footing. Yeah. So just because you have a, a news story come out and the price gets driven down, that doesn't necessarily make it a black swan. It's when something, you know, typically it would be something that would cause a V shaped recovery where you have a massive dump and then it's a, a bought, bought back up uh, relatively quickly. The, the other thing I'll say, and Kelly, correct me if I'm wrong. A black swan is also sir. something that comes out of nowhere. Like, I don't think a black swan is a predictable metric. Like, that's the whole point of being a black swan. If all of the analysts and everyone who's looking at, again, a stock or a crypto uh, coin that they want to invest in, them knowing something is coming is not going to take them by surprise. So if people were massively concerned. What I actually would make the argument to say is the price drop over the last couple of months was the people's fear in response to something catastrophic happening. But to say that the black swan hasn't started yet, or to say that something's about to happen, it crashes down to 10,000, 20,000, what's the surprise? We've actually been pretty up to date on understanding what's happening. We watched when the Fed announcement was coming out and a lot of people were scared about it. The price dipped in anticipation of it, but then we found out it really wasn't necessarily as bad as we thought and the price rallied back up. The Russia-Ukraine war, as as sad and as brokenhearted as we are by it, is not taking us by surprise anymore. It's here. It's happening. You know. So the, if a black the, swan, the other, go ahead. Sorry. The, the the other thing too to take in consideration is when you have uh, market signals, like when you're having, for instance, uh, when you look at the rounding top, the two rounding tops we've had in this cycle already. Yeah. Uh, when that market, when the market crashed out of those, that wasn't a black swan either, because looking at the charts, you could have seen leading up to that, that there was major bearish divergences that were basically signaling that was going to happen anyway. But in addition to that, when you look at 2017, 2018 bull market cycle, when we had the parabolic top and then the, the crash.
crash. That wasn't a black swan either. That was mm. a basically parabolic uh, uh, market retrace, right? So yeah. when you have super, super steep rise in price, you it's going to be followed by an equal super steep uh, fall in price. That's one of the reasons why when people wonder, it's not necessarily about being bearish or bullish, mm. but when you see uh, one of the reasons why people that have been in this for a long time, we get a little worried when the price is going way too fast, too quick, because that means that you're going to have a, a, a pullback in parity with that, which is going to be as equally scary as it was exciting on the way up. The other That's black true. swan we, yeah. we do need to discuss today, though, is the fact that we can see your neck because you trimmed your beard. You know, I'm a little hurt that nobody noticed in chat already. You know, uh, I talked about before the show, I was going to do something special for some the first person to notice, but nobody noticed. Um, uh, oh, I, do do I would like me? to note, I would like to note, who was the first, what was the first thing I said to you I saw you You don't count, Smay. You see me every single day. Yeah, and, and I, I literally saw you. The I day wanted to see if it. anyone in chat noticed, but, you know. And I said, right. and I we, said, Wow, Tim, you look like you trimmed your beard. And he was like, yeah, I did. Well, we got to go ahead and move on. We have some other super chats that we're going to talk about here in just 15 minutes. But uh, I'm going to throw it to you, Kelly. What are the headlines that, first of all, we need to just know about? We won't discuss them too much, followed by the ones that we actually do need to discuss because they have some pretty big, significant impacts on Bitcoin and the rest of the crypto market. Well, let's dive right into some of the news that's shaping the market right now. So first thing I want to cover here is uh, the long-awaited sort of positive news that could be coming out of Ripple. Uh, th- you can find this uh, on any news site, really. There's a uh, cover by many people, but Ripple... Uh, is expecting that it's very likely that the SEC case will wrap up in November uh, of this later this year, which uh, we're going to have our eyes uh, glued to this to see what happens with this and what developments uh, actually come versus just a speculation around it. So this will be exciting to, to see how this uh, pans out. Uh, the next one here is on, uh, and I apologize if I get this name incorrect, but it's Andre Cogni. Uh, he, and he's, uh, he was very tied in with the Phantom Foundation. He left, uh, he left, he's leaving Phantom uh, him and his, I can't remember his, his partner's name, but him and his partner, uh, one of his colleagues, uh, were essentially the architects of the DeFi space on Phantom. In addition to not only Phantom, uh, 23 other DeFi apps, uh, including Yearn Finance. Uh, there's a bunch of them. Uh, but it, I want people to, to know that uh, Phantom is not a one or two or three man uh, uh, project. They have that, you know, 40 or 50 different people that are actively uh, working. So just because he left, I, I wouldn't think that this is something that's going to kill the project, but uh, it may just be uh, offering a really good uh, buy, uh, you know, buy position yeah. uh, because the market it pulled back uh, so hard from this news. Uh, the next thing I want to go into is uh, if any, any of you are familiar with Robert Kiyosaki, he's uh, the author that wrote Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, and he's always had some interesting things to say about not only Bitcoin, but just uh, the general traditional markets, as well as different investment opportunities. Uh, and he, you know, he says here clearly that uh, the U.S. is destroying the dollar. And I couldn't agree more with that. Yeah. Uh, and he's called for investing in, in in gold and Bitcoin. And this is also sort of mimicked by uh, uh, or echoed by Steve Wozniak, who's uh, one of the co-founders of Apple, uh, who's comparing Bitcoin with gold, uh, which is, you know, people when you have people of this caliber in the uh, global economy and, and in the tech market, and all this sort of stuff, uh, saying these things, these all these things start to add up uh, to people that might be more skeptical or newer investors 
uh, in their awareness about Bitcoin and crypto markets. And then the two main stories that I really want to go over that we can dive into a little more discussion on is a GBTC, which is Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Uh, a lot of times there can be a divergence or a, a difference in price between what the with the with the value of buying Bitcoin in their trust is versus buying Bitcoin on the spot market or on the crypto exchange market. Because essentially what this is, uh, a Grayscale, essentially, you can buy shares much like you would buy, essentially you buy a stock from Grayscale Trust. Mm. And with that, you get, based on your investment, you get an exposure directly to Bitcoin. So in a, in a weird kind of sneaky way, it's an opportunity for, and this is for all retail investors as well, but institutional, uh, there's been a lot of institutional investment and interest uh, that's been pouring into the Grayscale GBTC. It's almost like an undercover way to get exposure to Bitcoin without actually buying Bitcoin itself, uh, which, uh, and they've been, they've been seeing a large uptick uh, in uh institutional interest uh, in buying on the GBTC because it, essentially you're able to get the exposure to Bitcoin at a discount. And then the last thing I really wanted to dive into here is that the whale stablecoin buying power has grown 7% in a month. And essentially what this means is uh, when, when a whale or uh, even retail investment uh when people are still interested in being involved in the crypto sector of the investment market, uh, crypto assets, essentially, uh, they they might move out of Bitcoin. But if they're holding it in stablecoin, essentially, I think Will Clemente identified this. I think he called it dry powder keg, almost yeah. like like a loading up gunpowder for a large explosion. This is essentially buying power. This is money that's sitting there ready to ready to be redeployed back into buying crypto, back into buying Bitcoin. And as you can see on this chart right here, uh, this is this uh, light uh, purple line. There's been a very steady increase of uh, essentially uh, whales by accumulating USDT, uh, essentially waiting on the sidelines, ready to deploy that into Bitcoin as soon as it gets to the price that they want to buy, which is one of the reasons why when we're looking at this price, uh, although that we are an ascending triangle, it makes perfect sense exactly like Tim said, and like I was saying, that we come back up and we have a fake out down. The fake out down would be the opportunity yeah. where the whales will be driving the price to be very, very attractive price for them to deploy this uh, stable Bitcoin that's sitting on the skyline uh, back into uh, Bitcoin. So that's what I'm seeing. I'm curious what your thoughts are about this, Tim, and how you think this might all play out uh, into the charts. You know, uh, what I'm going to do is first, before I give a response, I want to ask you, because I want to make sure, you know, that I'm not off my bearing. But there is a case that people have made that stablecoins investing, and the reason why people are going to leave a lot of money in stablecoins is that they can gain interest on those. Now, with the stablecoins being so closely tied to the dollar, let me ask you, Kelly, do you believe that there's a significant amount of uh, benefit to making interest on a stablecoin that's being pegged to the U.S. dollar, which is dying every single day? Uh, well, I mean, I think... I think it, I think it I think it goes back to what I said in in that I think it's more about uh, people being very creative which anybody that's anybody that's made money uh that's created wealth and they uh, smart money essentially there's almost like this game of chess 
that's always being played about trying to deploy your capital where it's going to serve you the best. Yeah. So right now, because mark, the market, the Bitcoin market is in a sort of unclear uh, trend, uh, it's, it's safer. They can essentially harvest income from like you, like you just said, having yeah. it in DeFi protocols, uh, you know, taking, you know, yield farming and stuff like that uh, from uh, from their stablecoin uh, portfolios. Uh, but, you know, I want to also I forgot to show you this. Uh, I'm going to pull this up really quick. This is this from the same article, uh, but this is this is the uh, chart that shows uh, the amount. This supports what you're saying about the yeah. the amount of money coming off exchanges. And so there's this jockeying back and forth between basically shuffling between what projects. And this is the same reason why when Bitcoin is moving very strong, sometimes altcoins move slower. And then when Bitcoin slows down, people reshuffle their cards, they reshuffle their deck, yeah. they reshuffle their portfolios and they deploy their, their their money now into altcoins. And then you have an altcoin season. And then right now, because everything's undetermined, people are moving it into stable, to, stable coins. And then what's the next thing in that sort of circle? The next thing is back into Bitcoin and then we'll see altcoins. So right now we're just uh, in that stage of the cycle. Yeah. And the reason I asked you that question is because I, I'm of the opinion that I do believe there's are, there are people who are leaving it there for, I think somebody even just put in chat, a chat 12% APY, which is greater than the rate of inflation, but not by a lot. If people want their money to grow, why are they putting it into a uh, a stable coin and not putting it into real estate or putting it into a different investment that's growing? Like gold, I mean, at the moment, it, a lot of people still want to go to gold. I don't think it's wrong to invest in gold. I just think that Bitcoin and crypto is maybe going to be better in the long run. However, when we've seen this in the past, when you do your back analysis and you're seeing these stable coins grow they're preparing themselves for a massive buy-in. Now, I know I've looked at the level, I can't remember the exact number, but we did the math. The stable coins alone is not gonna skyrocket Bitcoin back to all-time highs. There's not enough there. If every single stable coin went directly into Bitcoin, Bitcoin would only make it up into the higher 40,000s. It wouldn't even make it back over 50. So we still need some outside uh, funding and volume to come into the space. But what we see happening, what I thought was interesting looking at these different stories, because we talked about stable coins, we talked about grayscale. And the thing about grayscale scale is that that at the moment is kind of an ability for these institutions in Wales to get their hands and their thoughts into crypto, but not be fully dirty. Their hands don't really have the mud on them the way anyone who went and set up their own wallet and bought Bitcoin would have. But what it's going to do is expose them to the the massive upside of Bitcoin as a whole, as its ability to fight inflation and its ability to be a stable, sound money for the world. So while I see right now this not necessarily have the biggest impact on price. I believe that I think all of us should have this mindset of stop thinking about the next two weeks. Now, as a trader, think about the next two weeks. If you're trading, you're making your living off of trading, that's great. I'm not talking to that right now. I'm talking about the person who tunes in every single day to this show and other shows. I'm talking about the person who's watching these charts saying, I want to build wealth for my children, for my retirement. It's you I'm speaking to, the DCAers, the investors. Look at these stories and understand the implications. We have people sitting on the sidelines with a massive amount of money saying, I'm waiting for the right moment and I'm going to get in. We have institutions saying, this is looking really enticing. I don't, I'm not ready to jump in the deep end yet, but I'm going to splash in the shallow end. And when they see its productivity, when they see how much better it is in the current money situation, we're going to see that large investment that we've been talking about. I am a big believer in Wyckoff. I'm a big 
believer in his teachings and how he talks about the concepts of how you set up for, someone said in chat earlier, a trigger or what he calls a spring. You want to FOMO and FUD people out at all the right moments, but ultimately what the whales and institutions are doing is they have their buy point. They like that number and they're going to try to get down to that number and buy as much of it as possible. I do believe that's what's happening. I do think that's what's coming and those who are paying attention and who are educated realize that's coming. Coming. Those who are listening to the news stories and just trying to follow day in and day out are getting flooded out or fumbled in at the wrong times and they're confused. I believe that everything we're seeing right now on those stable coins information and the growing interest for the last couple of months of Grayscale in uh, the trust is massively bullish for the longevity of Bitcoin and is why I have so much faith at taking my Bitcoin, putting it in a cold wallet and letting it sit there. If we go down to 20,000, it's going to sit there. If we go and skyrocket up to 60,000, it's going to sit there. I have a plan for the next bear market, but right now I'm hunkering down. I'm hodling. I have some small trading stuff that I'm doing on the side, but as a whole, my main focus is on the longevity of my wealth with Bitcoin and that I am seeing bullish signs popping up all over the place. But Smay, I want to hear what your thoughts are for the last couple of minutes before we transition back into Super Chats. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't think I have anything profound to say because you guys have pretty much said it. But um, yeah, I, I think once we get past this time of I think there's still there's almost something about uncertainty that I think it's like at a certain point, people are just going to be like, eh, all right. Well, clearly nothing is nothing really bad has happened. So I might as well start buying again. I think that's where we're starting to get to. I think there's been so much like, oh. And it's like you're waiting for the you're waiting for the the noise. Yeah. And you're waiting, and then it's like, okay, yeah, no, there's no noise. Okay, we're good. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think people are going to get right back into it, um, and I think that's what we're starting to get to. So I think yeah, I think right now we're definitely trading uh, we're trading pretty bore in a very boring manner. Yeah. But just wait. No, I, and this is the last thing I'm going to throw it to Kelly here before Super Chats. But the other thing I'm going to say is if you are overly bullish in the sense of saying today we are shooting up over 45,000 or if you're overly bearish saying we're about to drop down to 20,000, they have you right where they want you. They have you being either ridiculously moon boyish or ridiculously scared and thinking Bitcoin's crashing and dying. You need to take a step back. When in doubt, zoom out breathe and think about the future with everything that's happening here. Again, short time frame, I'm not massively bullish. Long time frame, I'm massively bullish, but I'm gonna keep my head on my shoulders. I'm gonna think, I'm gonna continue to up my education. I'm gonna pour my attention into listening to people who know better. I'm not gonna just FOMO in or FUD out of the market right now. Kelly, last thoughts before we go to Super Chats? The most bullish thing that I can show you, and this is right in line with what I said before, but this is showing, 81% of the weeks of the past six months have seen Bitcoin outflows from exchange. With this massive drawdown in price, the market as a whole, the participants as a whole, institutional and retail, smart money and new money, cumulatively overall has been taking money off exchanges. This is incredibly bullish. And that not only not only that, we have March wrapping up, which would what? It would be the end of quarter one. And so the, the number one thing I'm looking forward to in the next six weeks is when uh, in April, when we start to get uh, some of the quarter one earnings reports, because I honestly think because of this massive drawdown, we are going to get some incredibly bullish, bullish, bullish news from a number of different institutional players that have uh, likely gotten in uh, at these super attractive prices. 
Hmm. Well, guys, we're going to transition into some more Super Chats. The first thing I'm going to say is we almost have 1,900 people watching. Thank you to all of you who are watching. However, we only have 530 likes. We definitely – Smay, what are your thoughts about that ratio? And um, I think it's absolutely abhorrent. Yeah. And uh, I'm saying we should get 1,800 likes. I want every single person in the stream to like the, the stream right now I'm looking at you right now, and and I might reward you guys with the with I'll have to see I'll have to ask him if he thinks we can do this. I don't know. That's a that's a testy little. That's fun. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll think about it. You know. You, you don't. All right. Don't think about it. We'll think about it. Last but thing. Last thing. I I'm might say, be able to reveal something very interesting to you yeah. guys. Last thing I'm going to say before we uh, move into super chats, though, is also just so you guys know there is something really, really awesome happening this week. I think we're going to be able to announce it this week. I'm going to let kind of throw the throw the line out there. Let you guys sit on that for a second. But this community is the whole backbone of this show. The the community that you guys watching is the reason this channel exists. It's why it's as good as it is. And it's about to get better. We are about to put a lot of focus. We're making a hire to focus on community development and growth and interaction. I'm super excited, but I'm going to hold off on that. We're announce that later this week. But just so you guys know, if you already love this channel and you love the community and you're growing together, it's about to get 10 times better. But let's go to Super Chats and let's see what's happening here. We had uh, a chat from the Bitcoinologist who's been a Jedi Knight now for five months. So that is awesome. He said, I noticed a lot of people say we just need a trigger. Well, if all the things currently going on in the world, the trigger has been pulled. Hashtag eyes wide open. You know, another word I would say is we need a spring, Bitcoinologist. Like, we need something to actually launch us. Uh, back up and at the moment we have not seen all the price action develop that way but that's kind of what this show was all about is you know we cannot say with certainty that the price is going down to 33,000 but if people realize I'm not saying sell just get down to 33 and then buy it there to try to force it but people are afraid of prices going down when in reality those who know what's happening in the market know that there are right times for the price to dip and then right times for the price to rally, and that's the sign of a healthy market. Uh, Kelly, do you have any thoughts on that before we move to the next question? I, I mean, I, I think you summed it all up quite well. Yeah. Let's, let's just keep on rolling, baby. We had another one from uh, Joe saying XRP question mark. So we talked about XRP just a little bit more. Kelly, did you have anything you want to go into more detail with XRP? That's that's a coin. We might do some technical analysis in an afternoon video this week. Uh, maybe do like an XRP price prediction video. But do you have any thoughts about XRP other than what you talked about already? Or you think that that's at this point all we can really talk about? Well, I mean, considering how strong their community has been through this massive FUD campaign from the SEC that they've been fighting forever, uh, I'm hoping that this story being released about them potentially having the SEC uh, case uh, wrapping up later this year. I hope that that's not just a fluff story. I hope that there's uh, I hope there's some positive movement on that. But whenever that does happen, I expect to see, especially especially if the market is super strong uh, surrounding that. Uh, but either way, I think I think uh, XRP is going to have some absolute fireworks uh, when that actually gets uh, fully when that FUD gets released from you know being attached to them, and when they get relisted on Coinbase and all you know all all the other things that will go along with uh, the FUD that has kept them down yeah. because their community is so strong. So I think uh, we'll have to dive into it more in a in a video later this. No, week. I I definitely think XRP is going to have some some nice rallies. What I what I do disagree uh, with some takes I've heard uh, is some. 
people believe that XRP is almost going to have this catch-up effect. That you know they've been suppressed now for coming on a year and a half, and it sounds like with that article talking about they're having hopes that the thing will be over in November. It's going to be well over two years of nothing but FUD being pumped in XRP and scaring people out of it. Here's the thing, you know, if anyone thinks they're just going to catch up to the explosion of the rest of the crypto market, I don't think that's how it works. I think it's going to take a lot, a lot, a lot to actually get out of all the FUD that was pumped into XRP. But I do think, I, I believe there will be a month, if not two, three months, maybe an entire quarter, where XRP is outpacing the rest of the top altcoins in the market because there is a level of catch-up. But if we think that because the rest of the market 9 x or whatever in, the, in, in altcoins, that XRP or in the matter of a couple of weeks is going to 9 x I think people are setting themselves up for disappointment. I do think that we could potentially see 2 to 3x happening with XRP and a slow, gradual increase. Like what we're seeing what happening in the world right now, but potentially is the, the case for XRP to make its run to bank, uh, to, to allow littler banks and, and people to actually interact without having the problems of the centralized banking system. But uh, that's something we got to see. I'm just not expecting, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a futter. I just don't expect XRP to just jump out and explode the way some people are predicting it will. So maybe last take before we jump yeah, into- Yeah, to be honest, I know, you said, I know you said that uh, people are expecting a catch-up effect. Me personally, I expect a mustard effect. Wow, of XRP to have a mustard effect. Yeah. Are you gonna play a soundbite there? Okay, there we go. Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Cricket, yeah. cricket. You work with him long enough, and you uh, you know what's coming. Well, did we see anything else in chat while I wasn't uh, while I was reading or answering those questions? Uh, anything you saw, Kelly, that you thought was really interesting? Well, yeah, I just I can address this. Uh, Milad Safi uh, messaged me about eight times, so I responded, and I'll just I'll let everybody know what I said. He asked basically was asking about uh, being a trader uh, if I had any advice, and to really put it simply, I, all I said was trade very tight, get in and get out, take uh, take profits at small targets, uh, and let those small profits accumulate rather than just taking huge swings and risking a huge amount. And you should never risk more than two percent on a trade. So if you're trading yeah. on spot, that means having a stop loss no more than two percent down from where your entry price is if you are trading on leverage remember whatever multiple that you're on you also have to divide you have to multiply that or divide uh how far your stop loss is so if you're on 5x leverage then you need to divide that uh, that two percent by five because that amount will be essentially your two percent loss uh so you have to have tighter and tighter stop losses uh when you when you are trading on margin uh but yeah just don't don't trade your entire portfolio either if you're trading take take five or 10% of, of whatever portion of your portfolio you want to trade and only trade that amount. Don't risk your entire portfolio on trades because you're trying to basically become greedy and make more money. Yeah, let the, let the profits advice. accumulate over time. Yep. ML, uh, as you said, I relish in that answer. It's me. So <laughs> gosh. Well, I, I, uh, I really mayonnaise. It's mayonnaise. <laughs> Anyway, what we're going to do now, we're going to jump in and we're going to update you guys on our monthly prediction. For anyone who doesn't know, last week, I think it was on Monday, the four of us, I don't know if we want to go to our, our little... Uh, oh, you want to do it? Yeah, our four box, even though there's no, yeah, there's there's no, no fourth box. There's no uh, fourth anyway. box, so there it is. But uh, we're going to update you guys on what's happening. So last week, we started a new competition. You know, We do our weekly HODL predictions where we predict what Bitcoin's price is going to look like on Friday. We're still going to make that prediction tomorrow, but we have a month-long uh, chase of what altcoin within the top 20 is going to have the best month of March. And we're going to go ahead and update you guys on what's happening there. The first one, I think we let, uh, you know, I think we let Kelly go first. Kelly, yours was AVAX, correct? 
AVAX, yeah. Let me go to let me go to monthly chart. Let me see what still, AVAX is su- doing. Still super bullish on it. It's in a similar ascending triangle. Uh, yeah, AVAX was a yeah. good choice. It was a good choice. But you know, at the moment, the the candle is red. So you know, that's a that's a good sign that you you might not be winning. There's a lot of red around the market. There's right a lot now. of there's a lot of red. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> Jeb went with his uh, good old Cardano, which is also in the red. Uh, you know, let me let me see at the moment. Uh, AVAX is down. Let me do my price and, you know, let me see what the percentage is. But you are down at the moment. So at the moment, if someone had picked a stable coin, they'd be winning. You're down 11% right now, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, so it's, you know, so far, not so good. Uh, Cardano is sitting, let's see here. We got about, oh, come on, click for me, buddy. Why is this not, my screen is being stupid. There we go. Cardano down 12%. So you are in the lead over Jeb. Uh, Smay, what was your coin again? Uh, Solana. Solana. Ooh, Solana. Where is my Solana? I, okay, I'm going to have... Oh, there we go. Got it right there. Solana is a... Internet's gone. Red candle. You are down about a ripe old... 14%. Ooh, so I'm so Kelly, down. you're looking good at the moment. And mine, what did I choose? I chose, I did. I wanted Link, but I couldn't get Link. I chose, uh, gosh, Adam. Adam on the monthly chart is also red. I, it's not a great start, guys. This is, you know, March needs to turn this around for sure. But guess what? I'm only down 8%. So at the moment, Adam is in the lead. Adam well, is you know, the greatest we got, gainer we, loser. We got two days from now. We got the CPI data coming out, and then we'll have the meeting next week. So I expect uh, in the next week and a half, there's going to be a lot of interesting price action. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, with, uh, especially with the alts, because yeah. they're all so neck and neck. And it kind of depends on if somebody has a, a developmental thing that's released or not. Or right. uh, It'll be interesting to see well, how this all plays out. Yeah, it'll, it'll, Oh, there's it, double smay. There's two of me now. It, Hello. Why do you have two of you? Yeah, we are one. Have I had, oh have I had too much sake? I'm seeing double. <laughs> oh my gosh. We don't need that. We don't need two smays. What? At the moment, if we were gonna if we were going to announce, like if someone was winning, uh it probably would be uh, again, if someone had, if someone had created a stable coin, if someone had picked a stable coin, which would have not been that bad of a pick, they would definitely be winning. But if we had made the rules only coins, BNB is uh let's see here. BNB is only down 0.1 in the last seven days. That would have been a pretty good pick. XRP is not down that much. Uh, Luna, again, I think we stayed away from Luna based off of that pump that we've seen, but Luna probably would not be that bad of a pick. This is going to be interesting. This is something to keep in mind. We get to the end of March. Hopefully we see some rallying happening. But as it stands right now, if we were to end the competition day, Adam would be the winner, but we got a lot of months I'm bullish. I'm bullish on all the ones that that our entire team picked. So. I wouldn't mind losing this battle because I'm bullish on all of them. This is true. Yeah. I, I do think I do think we will finish with them being green, but we will see. Uh, we're gonna go to super chats before we wrap out today's stream. Elliot Locke said, "I am not a bear, but I love to see the price drop. It means I get more. Only thing I hate is no dry powder, and when it does, how much powder percentage to keep on hand?" Question mark. It's a great question, Elliot Locke. That's I mean that's it's it's a it's a it's a not fun way to think. But that's how the institutions think. They love seeing the price drop. Is it, to them, it's like Black Friday when they get to go in and get everything on sale, especially if we think that the longevity of that project is here for the long run. So it's one of those things. If you think Bitcoin's going to be here 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 years from now, why not buy? You love, you love when the price drops. Like some people get scared of a $5,000 Bitcoin, but heck, if Bitcoin, if I knew for certainty Bitcoin's going to be here in 100 years, I would love for Bitcoin to drop to $5,000, if not even lower. Don't 
think that's going to happen. Uh, but, uh, you know, price drops just allow me to accumulate more. This is a thought I've said on the show many times, but, you know, I think maturity in the crypto space and maturity in Bitcoin is getting your brain. This is a way easier to say than to do, but getting your brain to flip. And instead of looking at your exchange and saying, how many U.S. dollars do I have in comparison to my Bitcoin, asking how much Bitcoin do I have? And I can tell you right now, this morning, unless you sold if you go look at that number, it's the exact same. And if you buy, it's going to grow, and that's a good thing. Uh, that's all I see for Super Chats. What I want to do is, you know, Smay, do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap out today's stream? Um, yes, there's two of me. That is one of my first that's scary. thoughts. That's great. Um, Kelly, do you, are you, are you, do you have a second thought? I had a second All right, well, you thought. know, your thought was you were doubled. You my know. second, well, that was my first thought. Okay. You asked me if I had any closing thoughts, not closing You're right. Thought. You're right. My English so is bad. My first closing thought was that there's two of me. My second closing thought is that, um, guys, I love you all. You guys are the best. Um, my third closing thought is that I think Bitcoin is, uh, it's, we're, we're getting to that end of that cave. We're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that uh, if you're worried or you're or you're scared or if you're overly excited, temper it because we still have a ways to go. Right. But I still think that uh, if you're worried right now, just know that we are approaching uh, we're approaching the light at the end of the tunnel and it's going to be mm. exciting. So uh, just hold on tight. So. Kelly, Kelly, any closing thoughts? Yeah, just, uh, I mean, be as focused as you can in a balanced way on, on the markets. It's exciting to be, but remember to take a step away from your computer, get off social media, take a walk, read, read a book, uh, spend some time with your family, uh, you know, uh, and come back and visit us yeah. every morning because we love having you here. But uh, remember to balance that and do other things as well. You know, it's uh, life is about balance and we're we're all about financial sovereignty here. And it's not just about making money, but it's about becoming wealthy in time. And you, you're wealthy in time mm. because you balance your entire your entire life, not just uh, making money, not just family, not just faith, uh, all all of the things. Yeah. And we mm. love you. We appreciate you. Uh, and we, we hope that you'll come back tomorrow because we're honored that you're here. Yeah, but I, I, I want to close out by just saying thank you to everyone who joined in today. We love you guys. Again, this channel was not built just to make money or just to get up every single morning and, and try to fool people. This channel was built because we love you guys. We want to see the entire world be changed for the better. We want to see people actually have financial sovereignty, which means that they control their money, not their money controlling us. Uh, you know, this... This channel has been wrong. To say that we have never been wrong about anything is completely false. And we will never pretend to be the perfection. But what we are is every single day, we want to come and present you guys with what we're seeing and teach people how to think, not what to think. If anyone ever tunes in and just wants to take any word that we say blindly and use it for financial advice, then that is not the purpose of this channel. And we want to make sure you understand that. What we want to build is a community of people who grow together, who learn how to think for themselves. And when they have questions, we want to be able to offer as many answers as possible. But you know what? We're learning right alongside with you guys. We are growing each and every single day. And that's why this channel is so special. We're not going to lie to you. We're not going to try to fool you. We're never going to manipulate your brains. We want to help open them up and help you think for yourself. If that's something you love, hit that like button, smash subscribe, join the community. It's awesome. But that's all I have for today's show, guys. We will have some afternoon videos coming out today. And I'll be back tomorrow to host another Coffee and Crypto live till then i'll see ya peace oh i got
We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.